Hey, thanks for downloading the podcast. If you want to listen live, all you have to do is download the iHeartRadio app and search for Fantasy Sports Radio Network. Also, if you want to catch this show on video, be sure to check out Zumo TV, channel 719. That's where you can find SportsGrid's Fantasy Sports Network. Enjoy the show, and thanks so much for listening. At the window. I want all of you to get up out of your chairs. And go to the window, open it, and stick your head out and yell. Good afternoon. Welcome to At the Window on a Football Friday. I am in Studio 34 in Midtown Manhattan. Sean Guasamacchia joined, as always, by Drew Martin. He is in Sin City, Las Vegas, Nevada where it's 1 p.m. in the afternoon. So good afternoon to you, Drew. What's going on today, man? Sean, what's up, man? Happy Friday to you. And uh, I'll tell you, man, I am here in Sin City, like you said, Las Vegas, Nevada. And uh, the weather continues to baffle me, man. It is 70 degrees, (laughs) sunny, not a cloud in the sky. Uh, Las Vegas does not get enough, uh, I guess, mojo for how good the weather is, at least this time of year, bro. Yeah, and you're rubbing it in, but you know what? It's actually nice here in New York. It's it's low 60s. I'll take that, and I kind of like the brisk wind, right? When you walk, it's the fall. It's I love it. The, the, the leaves are turning. I kind of love the fall, so I, I'm okay. I'm okay right now. Just don't rub it in when we get to December and January. Then I'll be very, very jealous. Maybe I'll have to take a trip out there and, and experience the weather for myself, man. Well, one of these days, Drew, I'm going to come out there. One of these days. You need to, man. It is a great town. And, you know, we talk about uh, good food towns. New York yeah. City, I know, is one. And Las Vegas is another. So uh, got to get your opinion on which one you like more. I'll probably – that's interesting. I've been out there a couple of uh, – it's expensive. Vegas is really, really expensive. We, we know how, you know, you could lose your shirt uh, a number of ways, right? But also, like, to eat on the strip, at least, is very, very expensive. So hopefully you have some, like – um, some inside restaurants that are like off the you know beaten path that we could hit up that are still good but won't like run us an arm and a leg. I don't know about you, but yeah, uh, yeah. yeah. And, and and Sean, it's funny to hear a guy from New York City say Las Vegas is expensive. <laughs> I, I don't know if that really you know it, 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 I don't know comparing the two, but yeah, you are right, man. On the Strip is one price, and when you get off the Strip in Las Vegas, which I've learned the hard way. It is a lot less of a price. So, uh, and the quality is still just as good, man. Whatever you want, sushi, even beers, drinks. Some of these bars out here, it's like four dollar Tito's and soda. So, nice. uh, it, I like that. It, I like a it's, college it's atmosphere, nice, huh? I, I, I like that. Like you don't have that here in New York, definitely. But I mean, the outer boroughs and like you know, you, you can find some deals. So it's not you know, the, the the city in Manhattan. Yeah, you're gonna yeah, you lose your shirt. But you can find some deals out there, Drew. But, Drew, it's a football Friday. I want to talk football. We have college football to get to, NFL. It's, it, 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 we're going to get to it as well. But let's start with the World Series. Game three, Houston Astros down two games, losing the first two games at home. Only three times in 25 did the team who lost their first two games at home in the World Series come back and win, last time being in 1996. The New York Yankees lost two games at home to the Atlanta Braves. We all know what happened. Thank you, Mark Wollers, uh, for that uh, slider that he <laughs> threw way back in the day to Jim Laritz. And we remember the Yankees won the World Series, the first of their four in five years. But the Astros are up against a pitching staff with you know Scherzer, 
and Strasburg, Corbin waiting in the wins, and Anibal Sanchez as well. He's been pitching great in the postseason, Drew. So he's not chopped liver. So that's a tough ask for the Houston Astros. They have Zach Greinke on the hill. Pitched better against the Yankees. Only four and a third inning, though, giving up one run his last time out. That was eight days ago on October 17th. It's been even longer for Anibal Sanchez, October 11th. That concerns me, the long layoff for both of these pitchers, because they're used to pitching every fourth day, fifth day sometimes. Now, seven days rest for Granke, and even longer for Sanchez. That concerns me. Granke, not convinced he is still this um, 2.93 ERA guy that he is in the regular season. I don't see it, and I think they'll get to him tonight, the Nationals. Do you like the Nationals to win tonight, or are you with the, the, the wise guys and picking the Astros because that's where I was listening to Teddy Covers and Ralph Michaels. The, the, the wise guys like the Astros tonight. Um, I think you bring up some good points here, Sean, in terms of, you know, the, the proper rest for the starting pitchers. And, um, you know, baseball players in general are creatures of habit and pitchers especially. You know, they like to, you know, get on a routine, so to speak. I will say this. It worries me more with starting pitchers coming rest I, I I kind of have an asterisk next to that you know look to fade him rather than longer rest okay. um yep. depending on the pitcher sometimes I actually think that it can be a positive um overall man I I, I think this price point at minus 140 ish here on Houston I get the whole must win and everything like that but Washington coming back home I lean here with the Nationals at the plus price, what, around plus 130 sidewise. Um, I yeah, just think, you know, heck, they're hitting the ball in, in in terms of baseball. When a lineup is hot, I tend to try to ride that and not just pick the spot where it's not going to be hot. So, uh, I, yeah, I'm leaning here with the Nationals, man. I think, you know, it's interesting. As bad as the Astros played in game two, 12-3, bullpen blew, uh, blew it for them, and, and Verlander was not sharp as well. You got to expect a team that's won – 104 games in the regular season. You got to expect them with the, the championship pedigree to come back and, and put up a good performance tonight against Sanchez. So in that respect, I could see why they're favored 142 and with Granky on the, on the hill, although I'm still not sold on Granky in the postseason. I don't, you know, I'm still not sold on him, even though he went into the Yankee stadium and pitched. Okay. He pitched good four and a third. He's not going to get the win. You're not going to qualify to get a win pitching four and a third. You know that. So, um, I, I'm not going to sit here and, and tell you that his demons in the postseason, that he's overcome them. I don't, I don't know. Uh, so Sanchez, though, I'm riding with him. Although it was a lousy Cardinals offense that he, he pitched against last time. Uh, they didn't hit the whole uh, series against the Nationals. I think the Houston Bats could wake up here and get to Sanchez, get to that bullpen. I like the Astros tonight, but I'm not real, it's not a really strong play on, on, my, on my side. But if they do win tonight, though, Drew, that plus 200 – for the series, I'm not, that's a smart play to do to, to um, put money on that now. Even you know, because uh, after tonight, if the Astros win, you know that's going to go down. Yeah, in Sean, I almost think if you like the Astros now, a better way to play it might be on the series price. You know, yeah. rather than lay the minus one forty on Houston just for tonight, get the series price at, at, at series price at plus two hundred. Absolutely, and yeah. uh, you know, obviously they're correlated. If you win tonight, you know that series price you're going to get more value. So uh, maybe point that way. Interesting. Uh, I'll be watching. It's been overshadowed by the assistant GM of the Astros and his remarks with uh, to reporters, to female reporters, and being fired ultimately for it. Brandon Taubman. So uh, the World Series has been overshadowed, but hopefully we get a good game tonight. All right, NFL, when we come back on At the Window, don't miss it. 
Want to light the lamp on DraftKings and FanDuel this NHL DFS season? Then join DailyRoto.com and learn from the best daily fantasy sports players. Get updated fantasy hockey projections for NHL DFS, line combinations, and build stacks for tournaments in the Daily Roto NHL DFS lineup optimizer. If you are playing daily fantasy hockey without using Daily Roto, you are doing it wrong. Enter the promo code ACTION for a 10% discount. That's promo code ACTION for a 10% discount. If you love sports and true crime, then there's a new podcast from executive producer Dan Patrick and hosted by me, Jay Harris, that you won't want to miss. Playing Dirty Sports Scandals. Each week, I'm squeezing the juiciest details from some of the biggest sports scandals ever. I'm talking Marcus Dixon, Olympic gymnastics, Kane Velasquez, salacious Super Bowl-level scandals. Join me on the dark side of sports by listening to Playing Dirty Sports Scandals on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. What's up, everybody? This is Stephen A. Smith. When I'm not at my day job, first tape, you can find me in my studio hosting the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast. Tune in every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday, at the very least, as I bring you all new episodes that feature the biggest headlines in the world of sports, pop culture, business, and politics. You'll hear my unfiltered opinions on those nauseating cowboy fans, the chaos in Washington, D.C., and trending topics on social media, as well as my straight-shooter interviews with top celebrities and game changers. And I occasionally give out love advice. Yes, it's true. If you want to know my true feelings about something, I'll give it to you straight. So listen to the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcast. MTV's official Challenge podcast is back for another season. And guess what? So are we. Just in case you forgot, I'm Tori Deal. I'm a six-time finalist and a Challenge champion. And I'm Anissa Ferrer, and I've been gracing your screens for the last two decades. I am a veteran challenger and challenge all-star. And speaking of all-stars, All-Stars 4 is finally here. I'm going to be honest. I literally thought this day was never going to come. Well, the challenge gods have answered our prayers, and we're going to be right here along with you fans covering every episode on the podcast. And this season takes it to a whole new level. Old school legends, modern power players, redemption seekers, and ex-lovers are all competing in Cape Town, South Africa for the prize of $300,000. Anyone can win, relationships matter, and only one all-star will claim the title of challenge champion. Listen to MTV's official challenge podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. on At The Window on the Sports Grid TV network. Get on the grid, Sports Grid. Also, follow us on YouTube and on Instagram. You can find us, Sports Grid TV on Instagram. Like us, check out our videos. It's all free on Instagram. Check us out. But back here, Drew, and let's talk NFL, Football Friday. Pat Mahomes officially ruled out. That means Matt Moore gets to start. Matt Moore, Drew, not a scrub. 15-15 and 15 career record. We've seen him before with the Miami Dolphins of late. Had respectable numbers with the Miami Dolphins, right? 
He's your typical backup, but he's in a, in a pinch. He's not as bad as I think a lot of the public seems to think with Matt Moore starting against the Packers. Three and a half points. They are, you know, uh, plus three and a half at home to the Packers on Sunday night with Matt Moore. Sammy Watkins will play. He'll be back. If I don't know what, how you feel about Sammy Watkins, but that's a plus. I don't think Matt Moore's played with this many weapons as a quarterback than the ones he has in Kansas City with Tyreek Hill and Sammy Watkins being healthy, Travis Kelsey at tight end. I think people are, you know, and I'm, I might be one of them. We'll see what my best bet's coming up here, Drew, but uh, Pat Mahomes officially ruled out three and a half points right now. The, the Packers still favored going on the road at Kansas City. What's your feeling on that game? You bring up some good points, Sean. And in terms of, uh, you know, Kansas City, I think Sammy Watkins, one, is a big plus. You know, I think he's very underrated. Uh, one of the better wide receivers in the NFL. Um, Matt Moore, I think he's overrated, but yeah. But but he's, he's he's definitely a plus to have him back. Just I'm a Bills fan, and I just uh, giving up the fourth pick, trading up to get him. He cost uh, the Bills so much um uh, so much value and, and never lived up to that number one receiving wide receiving billing. Um, but but anyway, I, I might be biased in that, uh, Drew, but but he's just a boom or bust guy. You know, sometimes he'll explode for over 150 yards and a couple of touchdowns and then he'll just have three receptions on eight targets for like 38 yards. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I I could see that, and um, I you know I'm just going from this point on, not from I guess his college days on, but uh, yeah, I could see where you're going with that. And looking at this price right now, I mean, I don't know, Matt Moore, he's he's average, I guess, mediocre, but you got to remember who he's trying to replace here in exactly. Patrick Mahomes, who I think you can make the argument is the best quarterback, I if think not you, you know top yep. three, top five. Absolutely. Um, yeah. So you always got to kind of go from where is it coming from and. I just feel like, if anything, you can go at this from a totals perspective. The Sammy Watkins things worries me a little bit that he is back, but um, I think that this Kansas City offense is going to slow it down from a pace perspective. And, uh, you know, Green Bay going on the road, I'm not exactly sure where they're going to go offensively, but I don't think they're necessarily going to light it up. So we're getting a total near 50 here in the NFL. It makes me look towards the under on this, what we got at near 48 right now, 47 and a half. So I just think uh, with the number of plays going to be decreasing most likely with Matt Moore at the helm, I would look towards the under here. Interesting play. Uh, Packers are rolling only one loss uh, against what, six wins now? Um, They're rolling, but uh, watching the Packers, right? Last week, the score looks fantastic, 42-24 to 24 over the Raiders. That game changed on a fumble by Derek Carr. He's reaching, uh, you know, Drew, he was reaching for, for the end zone. He fumbled it into the end zone, so it was a turnover touchback. If he scores there at Derek Carr, that's a totally different ball game. They're right there with the Packers. Then the game before that, they were gifted a win against the Lions, if you remember, Right? With the refs missing calls with, with the, the face mask penalty on, on Flowers. Do you remember that? Um, with uh, Bakhtiari. Yeah. Uh, so they would have lost that game. You know, so I think the Packers are getting too much love. And it's interesting because um, uh, I'm trying to convince myself out of one of my future picks that we're, we're going to talk about in, in, uh, in a couple of minutes. But um, I, so even with Matt Moore replacing the great Pat, Hol- uh, Pat Mahomes, right? And, and he is. He is right there at the top of, of his game, and he, he probably is the best NFL quarterback at this point. I, don't, I, I can't even think of someone I would take over him. 
maybe Aaron Rodgers, but I'd give the edge to, to Pat Mahomes. So that is a big drop-off. But he's capable, Matt Moore. And with the weapons around him at home, I, I, I like that a lot. I like that plus three and a half uh, if I'm a Kansas City Chief uh, supporter there. Uh, I, I like, I'll take my chances on, on Sunday Night Football for the Chiefs. Get some uh, revenge. They were just blown out uh, in, in previous primetime games. I'm kind of looking at that, and I'm kind of liking that. And I, I do like your play, though, at, from a total perspective because Matt Moore is not Pat Mahomes, as we just said, so he's not going to put up the numbers that Pat Mahomes puts up. And that, that offense will be uh, much, much more conservative with Matt Moore at the helm. But interesting play there. Uh, uh, I wanted to just uh, switch real, real quick to college football. We'll, we'll be joined by P. Futek from College Football News as we are every Friday at 4.40 p.m. Eastern, 1.40 p.m. Pacific time or Las Vegas time there with you, Drew. But, uh, and we'll get back to college football. But SMU, I uh, just want to point it out, they did not cover. They failed to cover for us 13.5 points over Houston, 34-31. to 31. And it didn't go over the total. What was it, 65.5 at kickoff? Uh, Drew, I know it was at 70 early in the week, but did it fall all the way to 65.5? So for the first time this year, SMU uh, did not go over the total. So that, that, that it was an interesting game, but they did get the win 34 to 31 to keep their uh, New Year's six hopes alive there for SMU, Drew. Yeah, and, and, you know, we were talking about it on yesterday's show, Sean, in terms of, you know, Houston just being a unique handicap and trying to learn from watching this game. And something I took away is, they didn't quit. They, this team has not quit at all. And, and and one thing to kind of hone in on is, is that because it was an in-state rivalry, you know, the whole Houston-Dallas thing going on and the kids wanted to uh, kind of beat people that they already know there in an in-state rival? Maybe. But uh, overall, I think that that's a really tough handicap to go moving forward. I would look at it more as just you know, this Houston team is not Fade City for the next couple right. weeks anyway. And I would look to be betting on them more so than just fading away on them because, uh, you know, teams that haven't quit and it's a Houston program in the AAC, they have talent, even though they're redshirting some guys. And the quarterback, you know, a drop off from Derek King, but um, he showed some talent as well. And um, I, I think that they'll be able to put up some points going forward. All right. Well, how about tonight's action, Drew? Dartmouth and Columbia. Uh, <laughs> just kidding. Uh, Dartmouth's favored <laughs> by 20 and a half. I should call my friend Lance Meadow. He's going to call the game there. He does a play-by-play for Columbia to get a, a good read on that. But that's in the Ivy League. I want to talk about the Pac-12. USC at Colorado. Is there any way, any way, we should be putting our faith in the Buffaloes, even though they're at home, haven't played great, plus 10 and a half. Any chance, Drew, or we're riding USC all the way, laying uh, 10 and a half points? Well, I'll tell you this, Sean. I mean, the market still is sure, sure is putting uh, their faith in the Colorado Buffaloes. I mean, we've seen a, what, four point, uh, three and a half three to and a half. four point move in the last 24 hours, Sean. That's pretty big. And I know it's not going through, you know, key numbers. It's kind of a dead zone there, 11 and 12. But still, man, you, you normally don't see moves like this. Now, granted, it is a singled out Friday Night Lights game in the Pac-12 with all due respect to the Ivy League game. This is the uh, main <laughs> show in town. But, um... You know, big moves like this, usually that's an opinion and then a lot of followers onto that. So to say, you know, sharp, sharp move, I'm always wary to say that, saying the Colorado Buffaloes are the sharp side, which you'll see mainstream media do in the sports betting world. I don't necessarily agree with that. And uh, unless there's a fundamental change, which I haven't seen, we're seeing 10 in the hook now. 
Um, man, and, and, and the way that this is moving, there are some shops already showing a 10. So I would wait a little bit longer here. And I'm going to jump on the Trojans at this number. I got you. Yeah, I, I'm with you 100%. I'm at Washington State, Colorado, 41-10, blown out. At Oregon, granted, both uh, teams, uh, both games on the road for Colorado, 45-3, to blown out at Oregon in Eugene. And now they're, they're against USC. I don't see how they could keep it close here at home. It is a night game, but it's not Penn State. It's not Happy Valley with the whiteout conditions where, or Baton Rouge and Death Valley with LSU at night, right, where you give a couple points for that, just for that atmosphere because it's so tough to play uh, in the, the both of those stadiums at night. I don't know if Colorado is the same, uh, you know, uh, respect level as those two schools with the Penn State and LSU at night. So I'm not going to give an advantage there. I like the USC to, to win this game. I like them to roll. I'm with you, but I'll wait. I'll wait uh, just on your advice before I, I lay the 10.5 points here because it's been moving uh, a lot. Uh, three points, as you mentioned, so uh, we'll see on that one. But tons of college football to get to, Drew. I know you're chomping at the bit to get your picks out there. But let's go back to the NFL. Let's give, let's give our six NFL best bets. That's right. That's coming back. At, at, on At The Window on the Sports Grid TV Network. Get on the grid, Sports Grid. Back right after this. Want to light the lamp on DraftKings and FanDuel this NHL DFS season? Then join DailyRoto.com and learn from the best daily fantasy sports players. Get updated fantasy hockey projections for NHL DFS, line combinations, and build stacks for tournaments in the Daily Roto NHL DFS lineup optimizer. If you are playing daily fantasy hockey without using Daily Roto, you are doing it wrong. Enter the promo code ACTION for a 10% discount. That's promo code ACTION for a 10% discount. If you love sports and true crime, then there's a new podcast from executive producer Dan Patrick and hosted by me, Jay Harris, that you won't want to miss. Playing Dirty Sports Scandals. Each week, I'm squeezing the juiciest details from some of the biggest sports scandals ever. I'm talking Marcus Dixon, Olympic gymnastics, Kane Velasquez, salacious Super Bowl-level scandals. Join me on the dark side of sports by listening to Playing Dirty Sports Scandals on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. What's up, everybody? This is Stephen A. Smith. When I'm not at my day job, first tape, you can find me in my studio hosting the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast. Tune in every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday, at the very least, as I bring you all new episodes that feature the biggest headlines in the world of sports, pop culture, business, and politics. You'll hear my unfiltered opinions on those nauseating cowboy fans, the chaos in Washington, D.C., and trending topics on social media, as well as my straight-shooter interviews with top celebrities and game changers. And I occasionally give out love advice. Yes, it's true. If you want to know my true feelings about something, I'll give it to you straight. So listen to the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. MTV's official Challenge podcast is back for another season. And guess what? So are we. Just in case you forgot, I'm Tori Deal. I'm a six-time finalist 
and a challenge champion. And I'm Anissa Ferrer, and I've been gracing your screens for the last two decades. I am a veteran challenger and challenge all-star. And speaking of all-stars, All-Stars 4 is finally here. I'm going to be honest. I literally thought this day was never going to come. Well, the challenge gods have answered our prayers, and we're going to be right here along with you fans covering every episode on the podcast. And this season takes it to a whole new level. Old school legends, modern power players, redemption seekers, and ex-lovers are all competing in Cape Town, South Africa for the prize of $300,000. Anyone can win, relationships matter, and only one all-star will claim the title of challenge champion. Listen to MTV's official challenge podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Welcome back to At The Window on the SportsGrid TV network. I am Sean Guasamaki. Check us out on Zumo TV channel 719 and like us on Instagram, SportsGrid TV. Look us up. Free videos there and all, all of the picks from all of the shows here on this very network. Drew Morton, let's talk some NFL. Let's give out some NFL picks that we like for week number eight. And Drew... Let's put a, a little friendly dollars to donuts. See, there has to be something in it where we, I'm going to give six picks, you six picks, and we could do this every week until the end of the football season. We'll start it in, in the middle, but why, better late than never, right? Um, so uh, what, what kind of a wager can we make, Drew? You know, what are you thinking? Man, um, you know, I, I guess off the top of my head uh, – you know, usually I don't bet six games on a Sunday, Sean. So I want to be upfront with that. I'm a little bit more lower volume in the NFL. So uh, I, I don't know if I want to go too, too big, just because I feel like I'm rolling the dice on some of these, you know, the latter half of the, yeah. the, the, the we'll, six. We'll but, save uh, the big bets for the actual bets we place. But let's something really fun. We, we, we don't have to decide on it now, right? Because we're just thinking out loud, right? We're just throwing it up at the board to see what sticks. Just like, uh, what could we, maybe, maybe like a dinner Vegas dinner, uh, you know, or, and if you come here to New York, uh, dinner on me, something like that. We could do something like that. Let's do it. All yeah, right. that sounds good, man. So uh, over the course of the season, and then uh, we'll keep a record. And at the end, yeah, the other guy owns, uh, owes the other one dinner. All right, let's do it. All right, so let's start. Um, yeah. You want to begin with your first of six picks here at NFL week number eight. Who do you have? Uh, g- give us your first pick. All right, I got uh, six picks. First one up, the one we actually just went over. We got uh, Green Bay and Kansas City under 48 and a half. Um, I just feel, you know, the change at the quarterback position. We're getting one of my best philosophies for sports bettors to get an advantage over odds makers in change. In the change at the quarterback position here, I think it slows down the pace more than anything. So I just think number of plays is going to be less and getting a total near 50 with that change. I think that uh, the under has value. So under 48 and a half. All right. uh, Let's talk about one of the games that we just mentioned for my first pick, and that's the Kansas City Chiefs, Green Bay Packers, Kansas City at home, plus three and a half points on the spread. Matt Moore in for the injured Pat Mahomes. Sammy Watkins back. I don't think it matters. I know Chiefs have a lousy defense, and Aaron Rodgers can exploit them. But I just love the the how the underdog story. Matt Moore's 15 and 15. He's not Luke Falk, all right, replacing Sam Donald with the Jets. 
Uh, although, you know, look at Sam Donald seeing ghosts. Uh, maybe it's a, more to do with that offense than it is to do with the quarterback playing. But Matt Moore can get it done, especially in a spot start couple of weeks here and there. I like the Chiefs plus three and a half at home Sunday night football this week against the Packers. That's my first pick there, Drew. Uh, all right, uh, give us your second pick. All right, sticking in the totals market, I'm going Arizona, New Orleans, uh, going with the better defense at home under 48. I just feel that uh, Arizona is going to have a real tough time moving the ball in the Big Easy. And New Orleans, since, uh, you know, the change of quarterback, they've been good, but they've been relying on their defense. So I don't think that they're necessarily going to run it up score-wise. I do like New Orleans sidewise, but even more so, I like this under. So going Arizona, New Orleans, under 48. Yeah, I'm pretty Teddy Bridgewater or Drew Brees, we don't know yet, but uh, it doesn't matter. Uh, the Saints are rolling right now with either at quarterback. And let's stay with that game because uh, I like the Cardinals plus 10.5 in this game on the road in New Orleans. Murray and that offense, they're rolling. Cliff Kingsbury, they're putting up some points. Well, granted, they played the Giants and, and what have you. Uh, uh, you know, that helps with the Giants not being able to get out of their own way. But 10 and a half is a lot to cover, double digits, even in the Saints. You're right. It's going to be a low-scoring affair, I believe, with the Saints' improved defense. So give me the Cardinals plus the 10 and a half points. Drew, next up for you. I'm going Tampa Bay Bucks plus two and a half at against Tennessee, mainly because I don't think Tennessee should be laying points to anybody right now. And I think this number is very telling. You know, it's not a three out there. It opened three, got pushed down to two and a half. I think that that's pointing us in the right direction here. I'm on the Bucks plus two and a half. I like it a lot. All right, the Bucks plus two and a half. Uh, not a believer in running Tannehill there. Oh. There, um, Drew. I, I have been a Dolphins fan for too, too long. <laughs> no. To answer your question, I am not a big believer in Ryan Tannehill, a guy that played wide receiver all but yes. one year in college. That yes. should tell you a lot. Yes, 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 yes. Underdeveloped. Uh, and that's, uh, what's his name's fault? Uh, Sherman. Sherman. Wasn't Sherman the coach there? The former Packers yeah. coach. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Uh, and and kind of ruined his development there. But um, all right. Ryan Tannehill, not a believer. You, you like the Bucks plus two and a half. I like it. All right. My other game. I like the under total, 42.5, with the Eagles and the Bills. Bills at home in this game. I hate betting on my team because of the the Bills and and such, so I go with the total. Bills have the third-ranked defense in the National Football League. Carson Wentz, yeah, his numbers are are decent. Not getting, uh, missing Deshaun Jackson a lot. That offense is not the same. Uh, Don't think they will have... The ability to put up a lot of points on that Buffalo Bills defense. Jordan Phillips on the defensive side of the football for the Buffalo Bills playing excellent. Four sacks to lead the Buffalo Bills. And he's one of the reserve defensive linemen. So you know how deep the Bills go on the defensive side of the football. As for the Eagles offensively, you know, I I don't think they're going to have the success. But all right, let's flip it around. All right, will the uh, Buffalo Bills have success against the Eagles? It's going to be tough sledding against that number, um, you know, that run defense. They were number one before they allowed the Cowboys to run all over them and run all through them, the the defensive side of the football for the Eagles. But nonetheless, Buffalo will struggle to run the football. I think it's going to be on Allen to win this football game. I like the Bills, Eagles under 42.5 total this week, Drew. All right, what's your fourth best bet of the week for the National Football League, Drew? 
Um, I'll go Miami and Pittsburgh here on the Monday nighter, adding this one in for the card. Uh, we got uh, just too many points in what Miami Dolphins covered two straight now talking about buy low here. <laughs> Miami Dolphins plus 14 in the hook. If you can find it, it was out there earlier. Now I'm actually just seeing 14. So do want to be transparent here in the number. Um, so if you, I might have to just go for 14 for record keeping purposes. But uh, <laughs> yeah, I just think the Dolphins catching too many points. And uh, I'm going to ride this wave of them cashing two straight bets. Yeah, I have it at 14 as well. Uh, I'm looking at FanDuel Sportsbook. But if you have, if you got it at 14 and a half, that's the play there. I like it. Um, let's see if the Dolphins could cover for the second straight week. The Cleveland Browns, 11 and a half point underdogs to the New England Patriots. They're on the road. And Odell Beckham, you know, will he be able to get off? You know, I, I listen to the fantasy football guys drill a lot. And they're debating whether or not to start um, Odell Beckham this week because, you know, against Gilmore, it's going to be tough sledding that buff, uh, in that uh, Bill Belichick, New England Patriots, elite defense, tough sledding. But 11.5 is awful lot to cover for the New England Patriots. And I've said it each and every week. It's going to come true sooner or later, or at least I hope I'm going to say it again. New England Patriots offense does not scare me. It doesn't scare anyone Cleveland Browns can keep this close. I don't think they'll win the football game, Drew. I wouldn't be surprised if they did win the football game, the Cleveland Browns, because they're kind of like that Jekyll and Hyde. They're very like up and down. They'll beat the Ravens one week, and then they'll lose a stinker the next week. I like the Browns plus 11.5 on the road in Foxborough this week as my fourth best bet of the, the, the weekend. How about you, Drew? Uh, where are you going for your fifth best bet? Um, I, I know we're up against the time-wise, uh, Sean, but uh, I guess I'll go with Seattle-Atlanta as my next most confident bet here. And this is a number that's kind of moving uh, in the right direction for the listeners as of right now. Wrote it down as minus seven before the show. There are some six-and-a-halves popping up. Pretty much just fade the Falcons. I know they are at home, but still Seattle, the uh, much more talented team from top to bottom. So if you can get the six-and-a-half. I like the Seahawks minus six in the hook. All right. Um, we're getting there. To, you know, as you said, confident. Is 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 best um, a way to describe these picks here? But fifth one out of six for me. Now we're getting a little bit bold. The Panthers plus five and a half on the road in San Francisco. Kyle Allen. Hey, I mean, it, will this be the week? You know, he, he throws an interception. Will it happen? He's been great in relief of Cam Newton. The competition's really, really stiff against that elite 49ers defense and that defensive line. Nick Bosa is going to wreck some havoc. That being said. McCaffrey can't be stopped. He's the wild card here. Going back to the Bay Area where he shined as a collegiate football player at Stanford. He's from Denver, not from that area. But he played his college ball there. I like Carolina plus the five and a half points. Garoppolo does not scare me throwing the football, even with Emmanuel Sanders now on the outside, who they picked up from Denver earlier this week. I don't think they'll move the football, score enough points. But I, I think the 49ers will win this game, maybe by a field goal. But give me the Panthers plus five and a half. Hey, and Sean, I guess I can end it with my six pick, man. I agree with you. I like yes. Carolina plus six here. I just think it's too many points. Now, granted, San Francisco is not necessarily a fade team, but sometimes you uh, you, you, you got to take the points here in the NFL. I think uh, Carolina's riding a wave of, uh, you know, it being a hot team right now. You talked about it, the quarterback position playing well. This team's playing well together. So uh, grabbing near a touchdown here. I know they're on the road. Not necessarily an easy travel spot, but uh, – Grabbing the six here with Carolina uh, for my sixth most confident pick. There you go. Your sixth most confident. I, I do have one more since you let off, right? And, um, you know, uh, looking at the rest of the slate, it, 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 
I'm going to have to just throw out there a wild card here because you're right. Uh, when you get to six, you really it really gets dicey there. But I'm going to go with the Rams laying 16 points against the hapless Cincinnati Bengals. Andy Dalton and the boys there. You know, AJ Green's not going to play. Glenn's not going to play. We we know that, right? They're limited offensively. Although a mix it might might get off. I like the Rams in this uh, game. 13 points, I think they'll cover. So uh, it's a little bold, but I'll go there as my sixth NFL best bet. That'll do it for today's version or this week's version of NFL best bets. And we'll see, Drew. We'll keep tally uh, of uh, winners, uh, you know, uh, you know, of our records for this week and, and maybe have some fun throughout the year. Maybe we'll, we'll spice it up, too, in the coming weeks. Maybe add, like, a fan uh, to the mix there. So it'll be me, you versus a fan. We'll see where it goes. But up next, we have Pete Futek, College Football News, joins us to talk about the slate in the college football landscape. That's next here on At The Window on the Sports Grid TV Network. Want to light the lamp on DraftKings and FanDuel this NHL DFS season? Then join DailyRoto.com and learn from the best daily fantasy sports players. Get updated fantasy hockey projections for NHL DFS, line combinations, and build stacks for tournaments in the Daily Roto NHL DFS lineup optimizer. If you are playing daily fantasy hockey without using Daily Roto, you are doing it wrong. Enter the promo code ACTION for a 10% discount. That's promo code ACTION for a 10% discount. If you love sports and true crime, then there's a new podcast from executive producer Dan Patrick and hosted by me, Jay Harris, that you won't want to miss. Playing Dirty Sports Scandals. Each week, I'm squeezing the juiciest details from some of the biggest sports scandals ever. I'm talking Marcus Dixon, Olympic gymnastics, Kane Velasquez, salacious Super Bowl-level scandals. Join me on the dark side of sports by listening to Playing Dirty Sports Scandals on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. What's up, everybody? This is Stephen A. Smith. When I'm not at my day job, first tape, you can find me in my studio hosting the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast. Tune in every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday, at the very least, as I bring you all new episodes that feature the biggest headlines in the world of sports, pop culture, business, and politics. You'll hear my unfiltered opinions on those nauseating cowboy fans, the chaos in Washington, D.C., and trending topics on social media, as well as my straight-shooter interviews with top celebrities and game changers. And I occasionally give out love advice. Yes, it's true. If you want to know my true feelings about something, I'll give it to you straight. So listen to the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcast. MTV's official Challenge podcast is back for another season. And guess what? So are we. Just in case you forgot, I'm Tori Deal. I'm a six-time finalist and a Challenge champion. And I'm Anissa Ferrer, and I've been gracing your screens for the last two decades. I am a veteran challenger and challenge all-star. And speaking of all-stars, All-Stars 4 is finally here. I'm going to be honest. I literally thought this day was never going to come. Well, the challenge gods have answered our prayers, and we're going to be right here along with you fans covering every episode on the podcast. 
And this season takes it to a whole new level. Old school legends, modern power players, redemption seekers, and ex-lovers are all competing in Cape Town, South Africa for the prize of $300,000. Anyone can win, relationships matter, and only one all-star will claim the title of challenge champion. Listen to MTV's official challenge podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. This is At The Window of the Sports Grid TV Network. I am Sean Guasamake here in Midtown Manhattan. Drew Martin at Drew Martin Betts on Twitter. He is in Las Vegas. He joins me as well. And Drew, we have a special guest as we always do here on Fridays. We welcome in Pete Futek, College of Football News. And Pete, I, I'm looking you up and, and as I do each and every week. And your best bets, see, see what you're, uh, you're going with uh, this week. And you're, you're one of the, bet, the, the games I want to talk about, Notre Dame at the Big House. You have Notre Dame favored by a point right now. I don't know what you got it at, but you have Notre Dame winning this football game, going against a, a lot of sharps that I'm listening to uh, on podcasts and on this very network who like Michigan in this football game. Why do you like Notre Dame? Flip a coin. You know, it's a this is this is one to stay away from, which you won't do because it's Michigan Notre Dame, and everyone's <laughs> going to want to watch. Uh, it, there's no there's no real football way to say one way or another definitively that one team is just that much better than the other. I mean, Michigan, the problem is they just have not put together a full 60 minutes of football against anybody except Rutgers, and that doesn't really count. Uh, so hey, they've hey, just not, not – hey, hey, I'm yeah. sorry. I know. <laughs> uh, it's, but, hey, you're going to lose to Liberty. That, that's the fun one to play this oh. week is Liberty-Rutgers. <laughs> we'll talk about um, <laughs> yeah. But, you know, the, the problem is that they have not been consistent enough offensively and this week, it, my general theme for the week are twofold. One, I think this is a week where a lot of quarterbacks who haven't really been pressured yet are about to get pressured and hit. And my second theme of the week is rest. Look at the, the teams that have the two weeks off going into the big games, and this is one of them. Michigan just comes off that ultra-emotional loss in the whiteout conditions and losing like that to Penn State. They've had to go through the Iowa game. They've had to go through game after game after game. And Notre Dame has had two weeks off. I think that is a just big enough difference. And throw in the, even on the ultimate Harbaugh apologist, throw in the Harbaugh <laughs> big game factor. There's just enough there to think, you know what? Notre Dame is going to probably pull this thing off. Yeah, just one win for Jim Harbaugh against a top 10 opponent, and they're facing one this week. But it's at home, so that, that'll help them as they're really be- atrocious on the road against top 10 teams. But, but Pete... Although, here's the thing about it, that, when, real yeah, quick, is that they don't, lose the, they don't lose the mid-games. They don't lose... Harbaugh does not lose to Illinois. You know, he doesn't lose to South Carolina like Georgia Hello, did. Wisconsin. They only lose... Yeah, exactly. And he doesn't lose that. All, out of his 16 losses so far, 15 of them have been against teams that have won 10 games or more. And the one that isn't was against Iowa a couple of years ago, and that's the team that blew the doors off of Ohio State. So uh, we'll see. We'll see how he does this. And even if he wins this one, it'll be like, okay, great, beat Michigan State and then beat Ohio State. And then, oh, you beat Ohio State? Well, you didn't do it when they had Durman. No, no, that, that is true, Pete. And, and so, Drew, we'll get to you in just a second. But it's funny because they hired Jim Harbaugh to be the big game coach, right? To get them over the hump and into the college football playoff and win a yeah, Big Ten championship. And he struggles. It's, it's crazy. They hired him to make him money. They were, they, they were hemorrhaging money. And they, they hired him to make the program good again. Yep. It's crazy. But for, for coaches who were hired in 2016 or earlier, 
there's only four guys, Dabo, Nick, uh, Brian Harson at Boise State, and Paul Chris to have a better winning percentage. So he's won a ton of games. He just gets hammered. Like, we don't hammer on Jimbo Fisher. We don't hammer on Scott Frost. Like, Debo Sweeney had a worse record in his first four and a half years than Harbaugh has. But because it's Harbaugh, he gets just crushed for it. And, yeah, he does have to start winning these games, though. All right, Drew, take over. Yeah, Pete, uh, you know, we got a lot of big games on this weekend slate. But uh, one game that we just kind of touched on there was the Liberty and Rutgers game. Something (laughs) only, uh, what, big-time Rutgers and Liberty fans could love and sports bettors. Talk about maybe the the, the bottom – I guess moments here for the Big Ten catching seven and a half talking about this Rutgers team against what the the newest member to FBS football. You think there's any value on one side or the other? Yeah, there there are two ugly people need love to sort of games this week. <laughs> there's this and there's the UMass UConn game, which yes. in a perverse sort of way are getting lots of love on all sides. The crazy part about it is Liberty's bad. They haven't beaten anybody. I mean, they don't. They they couldn't be seven and a half point favorites against New Mexico State. You know, they couldn't be. You know, seven and a half point favorites against a New Mexico. They they're just not a good football team. And yet, the problem is, you guys know it's probably better than anybody else. Teams we are, Rutgers just doesn't score. It just doesn't do anything. It's just <laughs> it's just trying to get through this season. Yeah. It doesn't have any quarterbacks left. Its top players are leaving. It doesn't have a coach. It's in a holding pattern. It's just like, okay, let's play off the string. But it is crazy that a Big Ten team at home is a seven and a half point dog against Liberty. And it's not crazy to think that that's probably low by about seven to ten points. Like This Rutgers team at some point has to do something right, but it has not shown it yet. All right, Pete, let's go. LSU, Auburn, Bo Nix going to Death Valley, Baton Rouge. Uh, handicap this game for us. Uh, do you have a side? Do you have a play here for, for this game this uh, Saturday night? I, again, I'm, I'm kind of going with the idea and the theme this week. If it's late October, and this is where teams start to get hammered a little bit. And, uh, Auburn's got the defense. I mean, they've got the, arguably the best defensive front in college football. Joe Burrow has not been touched yet. Now, the last time I thought, okay, great, you know, this has been cute, uh, and then you know, Florida's going to take care of this, and he goes out and nope. bombs away. I, I mean, Joe Burrow is right now having the historically most accurate season in college football history, and he's not just thinking and dunking. He's not doing these mid-range you know, Oklahoma passes and get the, guy, get the ball to the guys on the move. He's airing <laughs> it out, and he's accurate. It's unbelievable. But my problem is, at some point, Joe Burrow is going to Joe Burrow. There's going to have to be a regression to the Joe Burrow at some point. Because all this talk of, oh, he's the number one overall pick over Tua, and oh, look how he's you know, rising up this and that. He's great. He's been awesome. But historically great? I, I have a hard time buying that yet. It's a, a tough Auburn defense. I think LSU wins. But it's kept way close by the other Tigers. So take the Tigers plus ten and a half, the Auburn Tigers. Either way, exactly. Take the yeah. Tigers are going to win, but um, but yeah, it's take. I, I think Auburn just, and Bo Nix was has been bad in two games: the Oregon game and the Florida game, and obviously LSU's right there. Uh, but they they have a way of kind of grinding things out, even with the Gus Malzahn offense. So I kind of sheepishly like Auburn in this. Uh, but again, Joe Burrow's made me look really silly at various times this year. 
Pete, wanted to ask you about a, a, a key AAC game here, UCF versus Temple. And we got UCF laying doubles on the road, 60 and a half being the total now. This is a, a, a an interesting kind of scenario with Temple's defense. And uh, we get a bunch of Florida kids heading up to the Northeast. You got any interest in uh, the Knights and the Owls here? And the home aspect of this, where Temple's great at home and lousy on the road. I, and I love double-digit conference road dogs in late October. You know, if this, this is earlier in the year, it's a little bit of a different animal. Uh, but this late, you're, again, we're, we're getting into the grind of the season. This is where, all right, just about to turn that corner to when it's really starting to happen. Uh, UCF can bomb away, but so can Temple. I, I think Temple could win this outright, much less cover the 10.5. And, and you're giving a Temple team that... It has been good. You know, they beat Maryland. They've hung with the, you know, the Memphises of the world. They're just a good, strong team that can absolutely win this, again, at home. And the other part of this puzzle, check the weather in Philly. Look across the landscape this week. It's 90 degrees right now in Miami. It's going to be about eh, 50 at best when they go to Pitt. Look tonight. It is 90 degrees right now in Los Angeles. It's going to be about 42 degrees come game time in Boulder, Colorado. It's nice and toasty in Orlando today. It's not going to be nice and toasty in Philadelphia. I do think this matters to these warm weather teams. Hey, um, Pete, you mentioned earlier how Jim Harbaugh does not lose to the Illinois uh, football teams of the world. But Wisconsin, they do. And they lost last week. Possible, possible look ahead, right, as we were all calling it. Well, they get Ohio State this week as noon kickoff, Eastern time. 14.5-point favorites, the Buckeyes in this game at home. Can Wisconsin, can Wisconsin, forget about the points, but can they win this game? Do you have any confidence that Wisconsin could end the Justin Fields and Ohio State Buckeyes dreams of going to the college football playoff with a win? Well, they wouldn't end the dreams, but they would certainly derail would. it a little bit. It, 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 they, they, if they win this, I mean, Ohio State can win out and they're in, so it doesn't matter. No, yeah, but, but they lose uh, to Michigan, remember? No, go ahead. Go ahead. Oh, that's scared. right. I forgot. <laughs> no, ahead, was, twelve. Either way, a twelve. We know this. A twelve and one Big Ten champion is going to get in the college football playoff, no matter what. Uh, just no matter how it gets there. Uh, but yeah, I, I, I kind of don't think to your earlier point. I don't think it was a look ahead past Illinois. I don't. They they played their game. I mean, that's they were up how they played. Twenty seven, and then they just folded. But yeah, yeah. Well, they they gacked. I mean, they give Illinois credit too. They they I, played I, I great. Should. Yeah, they uh, did. They had the they had the they had the nine point lead. And if you're here, here's the slight difference. If it Wisconsin's playing Ohio State, they go for it on fourth and one uh, when they had the chance to put the game away. Instead, it was the smart move. They kicked the field goal. And Paul Christ is basically saying, we're up nine. I got the best defense in college football, at least statistically, with six minutes to go. It's going to have to take something just disastrous to happen. And then his team turned it over twice. So I do think they, they do the same exact formula, but they just do it a little bit differently. And remember, this is if the team that showed up shows up again, like the, the team that showed up for Michigan and Michigan State, where it just dropped a hammer right out of the gate, comes out and just starts blasting Ohio State in the mouth. Ohio State hasn't played anybody who's all that physical yet. I mean, sort of Northwestern and Michigan State, eh. but if they do that, they can absolutely hang in this. I do think that when a push comes to shove, that there's no chance the Badger corners hang with this deep, talented NFL group of Ohio State wide receivers. That's how you beat Wisconsin. You keep bombing away. Brandon Peters only completed nine passes for Illinois last week. 
but he kept throwing deep and he hit the two he had to hit. And there you go. And now you're talking about Ohio State talent. I think to your the long-winded way of saying, I think Wisconsin keeps this a lot closer. If it's a blowout, it's, it's going to be a blowout the other way, and I wouldn't be shocked. But I do think it keeps it closer, but Ohio State wins it. You taking the under 49, 49 points total? <laughs> no, right? You're going to go over, it's asking, right? Yeah, it's cheap, yeah, slightly over. It's a, that's not a lot of points for these yeah. two. Uh, but yeah, I wouldn't be shocked if we're talking if it's if it's twenty six seventeen. Yeah, it's not shocking. So be really careful with that. Pete, I got a question for you. Going back to what you were talking about in terms of the weather, late October in November here in the ACC, a team with what high percentage from Broward, Palm Beach, and Dade County here talking about the Miami Hurricanes going to the Northeast again at Pittsburgh. Seeing Pitt laying five forty three and a half being the total. You got any interest in the uh, Hurricanes and Panthers? Yeah, I, I know you're supposed to go with the Hurricanes. I know it seems that, that seems to be the trend right now. They're a mess. I mean, they don't, their quarterback situation's a disaster. Jaron Williams is still hurt. Tate Martell isn't even in the mix right now. Uh, Nikosi Perry's going to play, but he's hurt. He was very, very iffy. He was playing with a uh, supposedly separated shoulder last week. They have no offense, and worse yet, Miami's got no offensive line. It's, there's a reason their quarterbacks are hurt. The offensive line has just been an absolute nightmare. And Pitt's the best team in the country with the best pass rush, best pass rushing team in the country. Uh, again, colder weather, better team. It's it's the, the problem is that Pitt just does not come up with uh, big, giant, shiny, blasting scores. So the team's going to be close. But I do like Pitt in this in the five and a half. All right, Pete, we only have about 30 seconds left here. Uh, just a quick yes or no answer here. Uh, Mac Jones making his first start with Tua out. They play Arkansas. Uh, the, the Crimson Tide, do they cover? Yes. They cover. All right, all right. What about um, Oklahoma on the road, Kansas State? Do they cover? Uh, no. No, but I've been wrong about Can- uh, Oklahoma all year. So. Uh, 23 and a half is the, the, the number I'm looking at. So, No. No, I think I like Oklahoma to win, not covering that foot, but Alabama's going to be airtight everywhere else, and they're going to get it done. Thank you, Pete Futek. Read his stuff, collegefootballnews.com. Thanks, Pete. Hey, Tom. Drew Morton, that'll do it for us. We're off. Uh, have a great weekend, and best of luck with your bets. Best of luck to you, buddy. Just don't beat me in the NFL. All right, we'll take a look at that on Monday. Bye-bye. See ya. Want to light the lamp on DraftKings and FanDuel this NHL DFS season? Then join DailyRoto.com and learn from the best daily fantasy sports players. Get updated fantasy hockey projections for NHL DFS, line combinations, and build stacks for tournaments in the Daily Roto NHL DFS lineup optimizer. If you are playing daily fantasy hockey without using Daily Roto, you are doing it wrong. Enter the promo code ACTION for a 10% discount. That's promo code ACTION for a 10% discount. If you love sports and true crime, then there's a new podcast from executive producer Dan Patrick and hosted by me, Jay Harris, that you won't want to miss. Playing Dirty Sports Scandals. Each week, I'm squeezing the juiciest details from some of the biggest sports scandals ever. I'm talking Marcus Dixon, Olympic gymnastics, Kane Velasquez, salacious Super Bowl-level scandals. Join me on the dark side of sports by listening to Playing Dirty Sports Scandals on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. What's up, everybody? This is Stephen A. Smith. When I'm not at my day job, first tape. 
You can find me in my studio hosting the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast. Tune in every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday at the very least as I bring you all new episodes that feature the biggest headlines in the world of sports, pop culture, business, and politics. You'll hear my unfiltered opinions on those nauseating cowboy fans, the chaos in Washington, D.C., and trending topics on social media, as well as my straight-shooter interviews with top celebrities and game changers. And I occasionally give out love advice. Yes, it's true. If you want to know my true feelings about something, I'll give it to you straight. So, listen to the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcast. MTV's official Challenge podcast is back for another season. And guess what? So are we. Just in case you forgot, I'm Tori Deal. I'm a six-time finalist and a Challenge champion. And I'm Anissa Ferrer, and I've been gracing your screens for the last two decades. I am a veteran challenger and challenge all-star. And speaking of all-stars, All-Stars 4 is finally here. I'm going to be honest. I literally thought this day was never going to come. Well, the challenge gods have answered our prayers, and we're going to be right here along with you fans covering every episode on the podcast. And this season takes it to a whole new level. Old school legends, modern power players, redemption seekers, and ex-lovers are all competing in Cape Town, South Africa for the prize of $300,000. Anyone can win, relationships matter, and only one all-star will claim the title of Challenge Champion. Listen to MTV's official Challenge podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I broke the window again. Here's what you missed on At The Window. What's up, man? Happy Friday to you. And uh, I'll tell you, man, I am here in Sin City, like you said, Las Vegas, Nevada. And uh, the weather continues to baffle me, man. It is 70 degrees, (laughs) sunny, not a cloud in the sky. Uh, Las Vegas does not get enough, uh, I guess, mojo for how good the weather is, at least this time of year, bro. Yeah, and you're rubbing it in, but you know what? It's actually nice here in New York. It's it's low 60s. I'll take that, and I kind of like the brisk wind. Right when you walk, it's the fall. It's I love it. The the, the leaves are turning. I kind of love the fall, so I, I'm okay. I'm okay right now. Just don't rub it in when we get to December and January. Then I'll be very very jealous. Maybe I'll have to take a trip out there and and experience the weather for myself, man. Well, one of these days, Drew, I'm gonna come out there. One of these days. You need to, man. It is a great town. And, you know, we talk about uh, good food towns. New York yeah. City, I know, is one. And Las Vegas is another. So uh, got to get your opinion on which one you like more. I'll probably. That's interesting. I've been out there a couple of. Uh, it's expensive. Vegas is really, really expensive. We, we know how, you know, you can lose your shirt uh, a number of ways. Right. But also like to, to eat on the strip, at least, is very, very expensive. So hopefully you have some like. Um, some inside restaurants that are like off the you know beaten path that we could hit up that are still good but won't like run us an arm and a leg. I don't know about you, but yeah, uh, yeah. yeah. And, and, and Sean, it's funny to hear a guy from New York City say Las Vegas is expensive. <laughs> I don't know if that really you know it, 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 I don't know comparing the two, but yeah, you are right, man. On the strip is one price, and when you get off the strip in Las Vegas, which I've learned the hard way, it is a lot less of a price. So, uh, and the quality is still just as good, man. Whatever you want, sushi, even beers, drinks. Some of these bars out here, it's like four dollar Tito's and soda. So, nice. uh, it, I like that. I like a college atmosphere, nice, huh? I, I like that. Like you don't have that here in New York. 
definitely. But I mean, <laughs> the outer boroughs and like you know, you, you can find some deals. So it's not you know, the 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 city in Manhattan. Yeah, you're gonna yeah, you lose your shirt. But you can find some deals out there, Drew. But Drew, it's a football Friday. I want to talk football. We have college football to get to, NFL. It's it. it, it we're gonna get to it as well. But let's start with the World Series game three. Houston Astros down two games, losing the first two games at home. Only three times in 25 did the team who lost their first two games at home in the World Series come back and win. Last time being in 1996, the New York Yankees lost two games at home to the Atlanta Braves. We all know what happened. Thank you, Mark Wollers, uh, for that uh, slider that he <laughs> threw way back in the day to Jim Laritz. And we remember the Yankees won the, the World Series, the first of their four in five years. 